and welcome back to Women Making Moves, where we celebrate the moves that women are making. Today, I am joined with Robin Thomas, my own special spiritual leader and coach. I'm so excited. Robin is a spiritual teacher, happiness coach, healer, and founder of Phoenix Rising Healings, Fierce Happy Women Coaching. She is also a lead teacher and coach at the Reese Thomas Institute of Energy Medicine. She is a self-help personal transformation junkie and enjoys collecting certificates and degrees. Robin is passionate, enthusiastic, playful, and deeply irreverent, habitually giving her own guides a run for their money. (laughs) She is also a contributing author to the anthology Joy on Demand, Choose Healthy Habitual Happiness. She believes wholeheartedly in the value of play and fervently enjoys calling forth playmates willing to dive deep into what it means to be fully alive. Yes, Robin, welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Isn't it wild to know that we did not know each other? even four months ago, five months ago. It's, it actually is a little crazy. Like when, when you have these relationships that like deepen almost instantly, and then you're like, I don't remember my life without you. It, it It's, it's a really powerful. Yeah. It really is powerful when, when souls that are meant to be together, come together. They're like, Oh, we were always here. There you are. Oh, hi, there you are. Exactly. I literally think that way. I can't, I can't imagine now not talking to you weekly. It's wild. So what moves are you excited to be making right now? I I love making waves. So the moves that I make really are helping women just embrace the whole of who they are. By doing that, we are actually healing the world. I know this, like I know my name, that the more people can just embrace fully and completely who they are, the easier it is to heal and change and be the change and have that compassion for everybody. So the moves I'm making right now are really reaching more people to teach them what I know. Yeah. I'm specifically benefiting from the power of your energy and the work that you're doing, because something that I think about quite often is when we met and we'll talk about this in a few minutes at the retreat back in March, I remember asking you, I said, I know that I'm here to help light other women up. And I know that I'm here to make big change for humanity, but specifically I was feeling called specifically to help women. Is there anything else? And you're like, should there be like, what, (laughs) what do you mean? And I wasn't even thinking about at the time when I was saying these things, how kind of incredible and powerful the words that I was saying it are. I was constantly looking for ways outside of myself to reinforce what I already knew. And I think that's the beautiful work that we've been focused and focused on and doing for the past, I think now two months or two, um, almost three. Yeah. 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 Working together on is I remember crying with you in March and saying, I'm so angry all the time. Like everything hurts because women are so under attack. And and I think that's where I heard you say, I have fierce compassion and sacred rage. Uh, what do I do with that? Because at the time it was all consuming and it was making, it was like really taking over in a, in a bad way where that's started to lift a little bit. Right. How do we get here? How did I get here? <laughs> you can focus on what's going wrong. You can focus on everything that's being, let's say, done to us as the divine feminine is rising. There is that sacred rage that most of us are feeling. And I, mm-hmm. and I do think that on some level, women are just being like, enough, no more, right? So there is that, but I think we have to be really careful that we're not demonizing men 
and that we're not, what are we against versus what we're for? It's a really small distinction, but it's a really big deal. If you're for you, it's not rage at, it's not fighting against, it's not pushing, it's not striving. It's what am I for and how am I going to stand for that? Because the universe only ever understands the for. It doesn't understand the, the against. It, it, it's like you're fighting against yourself. When we can take that, what am I for? What do I stand for? Who am I inside? And show and shed that out. Now it gives permission for everybody else to do that and be that and show up as themselves. So we had that. I remember having that conversation with you about that sacred rage. And I said, the peaceful warrior never draws her sword. I still say that to folks. I'm like, my spiritual coach always tells me, you have your sword. <laughs> right. You have it. I mean, it's there, but I, I don't want to have to draw it. That's what I've come to at this moment is I don't want to have to draw it. Whereas back in March, I'm going to fucking draw it and I'm going to shiv everybody. Right. I'm going to just lay waste to the whole land. If we go back to an eye for an eye, leaves the whole world blind. That's the same energy, right? It's, it really is. I'm going to take them out at the knees. You can, you're the, you're the, you're the spiritual warrior. You have a flaming sword. You could literally lay waste to the whole land. And you've now destroyed yourself in the process. How do you have that central core of peace inside of you that then you don't have anything to prove to anybody? And that's where the peaceful warrior is. And that what that's what has been building so, so strongly within me since, you know, I know, you know, uh, Robin is so powerful and spiritual. She knows exactly what's happening. And I feel like uh, you and I talk about this a lot. May, June and July have been so wildly energetic. And what that's shown up for me is, is that my guides have paused me to think about, okay, do you really want to burn it to the ground or do you want to find space for those who are seemingly stirring or wiggling? Because I was so adamant when I first launched my business in February, I'm only serving women. I'm only serving kind of this vehement feminist space. What if I were to help hold space and you helped me realize this too, helping the divine masculine be Yes. As well. And, and through that work, what if I was able to hold that space? And what's wild to me already is that I find it more comfortable and I don't know what to do with this yet. So maybe you can help guide in real time. I find it more comfortable to ping men and say, Hey, do you need my help? <laughs> then I do women. And it's like, I don't know if it's because I don't want her to think I'm suggesting she needs help, but I know, I know men need help. I don't know how to explain that. So. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I totally get that. Men do need help and and maybe they aren't necessarily able to always ask for it in the same way. Also, men respond to directness, right? Like that's, men really do have a totally different communication style. They're very direct. They're very forward. They say is what they mean. Mm-hmm. Often. There's very, there's not so much of the like, I said this, but I really meant this. And women do this with the mental imaginations all the time, but men, men kind of don't. And th- that doesn't mean that they don't have a lot underneath the surface. It just means that they're not necessarily even present with it. So you could say, Hey, right. do you need help? And, and a guy might respond to that versus a, a woman may or may not take offense, or it could be your own, your own imposter syndrome that comes up around it. Right. It's probably right? a lot. 
yeah. both. It gets to be both and. It gets to be both and. Yes, you're right. So that's kind of beautiful. And that's been a big, big, huge change that you've helped me do. So the moves that you're making, how do you tell people what you do? We attract the energy that we're putting out. And so by virtue of that, muggles aren't coming to you, but also (laughs) like explain in in a lot of how you do things, but even to stirring or wiggly people, how do you, how do you say it? I change up my elevator pitch all the time, right? I, I just recently tweaked it again. What I've been saying for a long time is I teach women how to fall in love with themselves. And, and people are always like, Oh, tell me more. That's really, that's fascinating. Cause that's, I mean, at the core of it, that's what, that's, that's really true. And also that doesn't tell me, doesn't tell you anything about what I do or how I operate. So, so the, the sometimes challenge that I run into is who actually am I speaking to? So mm-hmm. what I've started doing is talking to like a very specific client. Like I'll think about a really great session that I had with a client and I'll speak to her and I'll say, Hey, are you longing for something more or are you in some level of transition? All, all of my clients are, are usually in some sort of transition because I'm the way station. Like that's who it's kind of who I am. I've always been that. So my clients are always in some sort of transition. So I've started speaking to that, you know, have you been longing for deep intimacy? And it comes from this place of chronic, not good enoughness and people pleasing. I'm speaking to one specific client, but what I'm talking about is these lifelong patterns that have kept you out of relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a coach tell me once you could be a relationship coach. I'm not a relationship coach. She's like, but you are. And I was like, oh, okay. So and all the titles, like we, you know, to your, to your point and interestingly, when you were just talking, I got a message, you're a spiritual GPS. That's what I got Yes. while, yep. while you were talking. So uh, maybe that could be one of your, uh, one of the pitches at some point. Cause that's kind of like, to your point of getting, giving just enough information to get the conversation going and saying, yeah. and it's hard to explain, especially for me as I'm waking up. Ultimately, what I offer is conversation toward what could be. Yes. And sometimes that's real ambiguous. And they're like, mm. and so that's not going to resonate with a lot of people. But for those who might be kind of waking up, that that could be something. That could be- you know, it's possible. You offer possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. You, that's what you're offering to people is possibilities, especially when people feel like they're stuck in a position or a job or a workplace or something. You're offering possibilities of something different whether or not they take it whatever but you're just giving them another a different another perspective and what's so gorgeous is that the the clients I have so far they've had these amazing trends like transformation I'm until this week I had not brought spirit into my coaching sessions and I did this week (laughs) and it was kind of like can I can I just correct you for a second consciously you didn't consciously bring spirit into your sessions, yeah. but with con- spirits always like you can't not do it with spirit. So I was like, so I sense your energy right now. Do you mind if I share? You know, that was, and they, they were like floored that I hadn't done that yet. It's like, wh- why wouldn't you do that? These transformations that are happening, I've shared with them the moment they reached out and, and wanted a coach and wanted to kind of change that sent a signal to the universe and to their team to say, okay, I'm open and ready for more. Mm-hmm. And they got it, which right. is absolutely so, so gorgeous. I wish I sometimes could put that into like, <laughs> words are limiting in that case. 
true, true. And <laughs> well, you know what I've been I've been using is there's when I studied Reiki for the first time, uh there's a story of uh Dr. Yasui when he got when he discovered Reiki, when it came back to the to, to Earth, he discovered it. And he ultimately came to this place of he would go town to town and he would just stand in the town and stand in the square and hold a light or a torch in the town square. And he would, he would say, I'm just looking for people who are interested in enlightenment. Now he didn't do anything. He didn't, he just held a vibration and he sent out a big, a a signal. I think of it as like the bat signal, right? You just send out a signal and people are going to resonate with it when they're ready. So, so I'm, I'm, more and more often I'm looking at like even my marketing efforts are like, I'm just sending out a signal and I'm just calling in people to gather to that signal. So speaking of the bat signal and this actually actually does correlate beautifully with the post you made on LinkedIn 11 months ago and the most recent one that you made on Instagram, which is about the retreat. So tell me about the bat signal you put out 11 months ago. And what ended up happening from that bat signal and how that leads into what you're about to do more of. So, so I've, I have been telling that sort of your Sui story since I, I mean, I, since I learned it, I've been telling that story and I partnered with, with my best friend and I, I said, Hey, I want to do a retreat. She was like, yes, let's do a retreat. Let's do it. We're both coaches. She's a mindset coach, whatever. So, so we set out that we're going to do this retreat and we didn't know what we were doing, but I just kept saying, we're just, we're just calling these women in. we're calling the right people in. And I just, I just trusted that that was happening. I just was like, these people are coming. I felt it. I never questioned it. There was some times that like, it got hairy. Cause we were like, are we going to have enough people to like, right? Like we were, so there was some behind the scenes stuff, but we, we did just trust we, I would be in a conversation with someone talking about the retreat and someone would overhear me and be like, I need to know about this or, or like happenstance, someone connected with someone else. And they were like, Oh, I just was interested in this. So it's like the universe sort of greased the way for mm-hmm. us to have exactly the right conversations at the right time. In fact, the very last person who joined our retreat we Francine and I were like it was like I don't know Tuesday before Friday's retreat we go live or maybe it's a week before it was like short time space she's like let's just do one more live let's just like throw it out there and I was like all right whatever fine and like the last person to join she found our live on Facebook at two o'clock in the morning and she was like I have to do this and like she just was like she did it she didn't even talk to her husband like so she showed up and she like it was so powerful and she was the she was the last piece. She was the last peg of that. Um, and so that was the bat signal. That really was, we just, I just kept holding the vibration of exactly who needs to be there is going to be there. So then when you all came, you bonded in, in the most extraordinary way. I've never seen a group bond like that, that fast, that quickly, that deeply, that intimately ever. It was life-changing. Yeah. And I love knowing the last person that joined because knowing her, totally her. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. absolutely her. And, uh, and you know, what's interesting is that leading up to the retreat, Carrie and I would talk, we're like, we have no idea what, what we're, what's happening. We have right. no idea. We're right. just going. And for me, it was a cross country trip and, but right. I was also seeing my best friend. And so that was amazing. And the, what was really exquisite 
is that my best friend of 30 years, we learned, or like we, we met each other, like we re-met, we re-met um, each other that weekend, which yeah. was unreal. It was beautiful to watch that too. It was really beautiful to watch that sort of unfolding because there's, you know, this 30 year friendship, right? So you guys know each other pretty intimately and also watching layers peel back and have a, even a totally different relationship form was, was one of the more, I mean, there was so many breathtakingly beautiful moments at that retreat, but that was one of my favorites was watching those like layers peel back and have you guys kind of you folks meet each other in real time as who you were, it was, it was really, there was a moment that I watched that happen so beautifully. And I just, it, I really, it brought tears to my eyes to watch it happen. I cried a lot. No. So for those, for those listening, this retreat to Robin's point, she put out a bat call, bat signal, uh, you know, the end of 2022. Yeah. Uh, right. And then by kind of one or two or three degrees, I didn't even know you heading into the retreat. I heard about it on it from um, obviously Carrie who I knew Francine and all of that. And so I need to continue my spiritual journey, my spiritual path. Mm-hmm. And I knew enough that knew that the retreat was going to focus on spiritual growth, healing of some sort, but to yep. your point, walked like even coming in, it's like, we all just wholly walked in with a no expectations mm-hmm. and open hearts to be able to share space for every single individual. Yep. And I know that these women are now going to be my life forever. And that I don't know if I'll ever have that experience again. I don't know. Uh, You may, I mean, you may, you may not. I, I believe fully and wholly that those are the experiences that that's how we, that's how we heal. You asked me at the beginning, what moves am I making? And and that's it is I want to bring circles of women. And now actually I want to bring circles of men. I want to bring circles of humans together so that we can do that open hearted, compassionate, find your tribe energy. Like this is really, I know, I know this is what's going to happen, right? So that you're right that you may not have that exact experience, but that one experience was enough for you to open, to take you in a whole different plane. I mean, it, it tapped into things that finally, finally, I think that was kind of like ripping off my last um, bandaid perhaps uh, during that time so that I could really kind of um, dig in a really uncomfortable place. So, so how does the retreat, your very first retreat, how does the first retreat, when is your next retreat? How did the first retreat inform the second one and, and so on? Well, I say we didn't know what we were doing. I, that's a, that's both, both true and not true. I mean, I, I, I mean, I teach, I teach at the Reese Thomas Institute and, and when we were in person, we would have four day week, three day weekends, Every, for every six weeks where that's it, that was the kind of energy and magic. And we did those kinds of exercises that we did with you, with you folks in, I mean, different, we, we had our own spin on it, but like we brought people together every six weeks or so for three years. That's how the program was structured. And Francine and I both went through that program. So, so we, we knew what it meant to hold space, to create a safe environment, to do work that invite, that both invites people to deepen into themselves and also deepen relationship with others. We knew how to do those aspects, but like, you know, the finding the space and marketing and all that stuff, that was sort of beyond our ken. How the first one 
has informed the second one is, I mean, we'll do similar, but not the same activities. We're taking things just a little one more, one more layer deeper. So we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more like last week we did last time we did a whole lot of shadow work. We had you guys, we had you folks do that exercise that really like brought up your shadow and asked you to claim it this time we'll probably look at the voices that are in your head, those gremlin demony voices that keep you playing small and, and really go right at those. So it's like, it's like one next level of consciousness, relationship, intimacy. I, we didn't, I didn't hire the, we had a retreat concierge person that I didn't, I know I was like, well, I don't need that the second time because it turned out we did know what we were doing after all. So there's a level of confidence that I, I didn't have the first time what we had done was so, so powerfully magical. Something that made me laugh is that not laugh, but like, you know, like you, you, you two are very much the kind of teachers and in charge that week. And I kind of thought about you as the camp counselors and, <laughs> and it, it was more that to your point, like it was never, I love the reframe. It was never that you didn't know you're doing It's just kind of like the logistics of a retreat. It's like, well, you, you did all the great work to bring us together. And I would recommend anyone who's not only curious, but willing to do some really soul bearing work. This, these retreats are incredible because not only do you have an experience where you have experts like yourself that are at the helm and like making sure that you can navigate and hold space appropriately for whatever comes up because it's really hard shit. Mm -hmm. Um, But also you have people around you in your space that are also willing to do the same things and there's a resonance that happens with that. Like energetically, when people are together doing the same work, that resonance happens just like when geese fly in formation, we fly bigger, better, faster, longer together. The resonance of people doing the work together makes the work that you're doing that much more expansive. Like it is that life-changing experience. It is that magical moment. Could you be where you are now if you hadn't had the experience in March? Who knows? But you had the experience in March, which like sort of jet propelled you to where you are now. Catapulted. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I, I think the the absolutely biggest thing, because I there's no way she's ever had any shadows or any like or any dark. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. And then when you feel like when you were like sharing your experience with me about sacred rage and feminism and like where we are, it's like, whoa. And seeing where you were able to go, I knew you were the one that's going to be able to bring me to where I want to go. And what's pretty incredible is to your point, the retreat was kicking off point, but then our work together now has been incredible to the point where I want to hold space for the very men or humans in general that are that are saying and doing things that are not in line with in line aligned with what I am doing. But my instinct now is to say, Oh gosh, they hurt. Yes. Oh gosh. Like that's my first response now. It's not like fuck everybody, <laughs> which by the way, yay. If someone is like that, like we, yes, to- <laughs> absolutely. We're doing it. Cause you know, the rage is, is means a boundary, anger, rage, those, mo- those emotions that come up means the boundary has been crossed. It means there's enough. It means we've hit the point of like, I will not tolerate this anymore. Right. So it's like, there is a, that is the line in the sand and also it's empowering. 
that those those feelings are empowering the question is what are you going to do with it again like i talked about earlier if you're at somebody or against them you're i mean just because there's no there's no separation humans are like the only separation exists in our brains there's no separation so if you're against them you're against yourself and and if you're against yourself now you can't actually function in the world I'm thinking in the, about that. I can see it landing. <laughs> so I was against myself when I was constantly so angry. Yes. How do I 3D connect that? How do you 3D connect that? So you could say that you were either, and this is where something maybe like you want to do some introspection on, it could have been that you were angry at your own masculinity or your own, you were afraid of your own power or conversely, angry at your powerlessness when you were small and didn't have a voice and it could be a perfect trifecta of all of that Mm. so anything that you see in someone else that you judge and hate and revile and can't stand it's in you Mm. you you couldn't see it in someone else if it wasn't in you will you take that a level deeper all of us the, the generations like my kids and like Kyra's kids and whatever, they're, they're, they were born upgraded and we have enough consciousness that we're not messing them up entirely. We're messing them up, but not like <laughs> they'll be able to, it's not like they'll have to be, have a midlife crisis. They can have a teenage crisis. But so most of our parents, most of the societal people that we grew up with, teachers, coaches, healers, all of it had a very finite view of the world. And there was a right way and a wrong way. And if you didn't do things their way, you were wrong. You were judged. You were bad. You were whatever. And that goes internal. Like we take that on. For the first seven years of our lives, we take it on as fact. Mm. It goes in as fact. We don't have the discernment to know what's right and what's wrong. We just, everything that gets said to us is a fact. And so we absorbed culturally socially gender roles absorbed a lot of internalized judgment of ourselves this is one of the things i do in my work with 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 women is or people is unpacking those judgments and allowing first of all that the, the that part of you is completely okay and then deciding who do you want to be knowing that this is just a part of you so, so when you see something in someone else, whatever it is, good or bad, like, like if you, if you, if there are traits that you admire in people, that's in you as well. But when you see something that you judge or you think, how could you do this? Or that drives you crazy or your anger at the patriarchy, <laughs> that's your own internalized judgment of whatever it is you revile about the patriarchy, the, the power, the, the in consideration, the, the misogyny, Mm -hmm. that's your own internalized judgment of your role as a woman, your power, your experiences. It's that judgment that's still sort of running the show. Well, because it's always been, I'm less than. Exactly. Exactly. I'm mad about it. Yeah. If you come from a less than place, Mm -hmm. now you're going to see others in that way. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to create situations where you're actually feeling powerless and less than. Yeah. Which I'm starting to beautifully, organically break free. Yes. Which exactly. Is nice. One of the things that really resonated with me that you said is that 
when I went to the Lizzo concert in May and I was like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. And I don't feel like I'm doing enough. You were like, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) But what if you are? And I was like, say more, what? I don't get it. And you were able to help me understand that the way that I'm able to see Lizzo and the amazing work that she does is that I'm already doing and have that work in that spirit. Right. Because you couldn't see it in her. Again, you couldn't see it in her if it wasn't already in you. I love that's <laughs> again. Um, you couldn't see it in her. You can't see it in them. You can't see like, it. if it's if it's all unless it's already in you. Always amazing. Always pleasure. So uh, what would you like both of you, your supporters and your adversaries to know in regards to your work? And it's interesting because that's an interesting question because you don't attract who you're not supposed to work with. So like, do you, are you of the opinion there are no adversaries to your work? Uh, No, I'm actually of the opinion that if whether or not they agree with me, they, their, their light matters too. So that really, that's what I would actually say is thank you for either showing me what my edge is or trusting me enough to show me yours. So if someone disagrees with your work, what are they seeing in you? Something that they judge in themselves, whatever they're seeing. My work, I mean, I'm a happiness coach, right? Like my work is, is, is to teach people the art and science of happiness, which means you have to do some shadow, some deep, 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 deep shadow work to clear all that stuff out. If someone doesn't agree with my work, the consciousness that we're all one, that there's a soul or a spirit or a divine being. I can't, I, I'm very sorry that you don't agree with that. These are the, the universal truths. And again, I, I appreciate the fact that you, you haven't gotten there yet. And, and I, I really say to you, thank you for showing me your edge. I'm so sorry that whatever it is in me brings that out in you. I love you for it. Is it about being sorry? Sorry that like, Again, if someone shows up in your energy field with anything, with anything, in any way, it is because there is something in you they've been attracted to. So if it's in me and it's out, if they're showing up in front of me as an adversary, it's in me. So it's mine to clear and heal. And then they either neutralize or they go away or they, they stay long, they come in longer but it's always mine to heal. It's always mine to clear. That's the crux of the work. Nothing is ever outside of you. Ever. Ever. So it's not an apology, but it is like, I'm sorry for this in me that resonates with you, that frequency. Are you suggesting it's absolutely impossible for someone to be on the peripheral and overhearing maybe, and then being like, this is hogwash. That's not impossible. They can, but they're still my, if it affects me in any way, they're in my energy field, right? If they want to shout till they're blue in the face, this is hogwash. And there are, you could pick any number of politicians that actually do that thing. They're they're antithetical to what I am. Yeah. If I let it affect me, it's mine to heal. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't affect me, you can shout till you're blue in the face. It doesn't, if it doesn't land, it's not mine. But it's, yeah, not me, not mine. Exactly. So amazing. And what would you say to your supporters? How can more supporters like me, you know, I've I've both benefited from your retreat and now your coaching. What can 
I do or other supporters do to help not only advance your work, but also help spread the message or any way that we can do to help support? first of all do to be keep showing your work like please 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 keep showing up because i mean this so sincerely that the world needs your light like like yours amy pons and yours who's ever watching and like like the world needs it and so the, the 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 biggest gift that you could give me is to keep shining it as fiercely and unapologetically as possible I I shall. <laughs> Thank you. Where do we find you? My website is probably the fastest, easiest place. Phoenix-rising-healings.com. There's a long story why it has to have the dashes in it. It doesn't matter. But it's it's Phoenix Rising Healings with an S.com. And then if you can't find me there, I'm on Facebook as Phoenix Rising Healings. If you actually just type in Phoenix Rising Healings with an S, usually you can find me somehow. Facebook and my and my website are the fastest places. I have I'm all over the place. I'm a gadfly. I have like a YouTube channel and TikTok and Instagram and whatever, but like if most of everything is is centralized on my website and perfect. And if you can't find Robin, find me and I'll of course connect you. So find Robin at PhoenixPresentHealings.com. Any closing remarks? You always have free will. You're going to do it this lifetime. You're going to do it next lifetime. You're going to do it six lifetimes from now. And we're at the point of consciousness where humanity is upgrading. So you don't have it. It's, you know, it's not that you don't have a choice anymore, but if you don't do the work now, it's going to get increasingly more painful to not do the work. So you may as well do it now. And it's not going to be as painful as you think it is because it will be infinitely more painful to have to repeat this lifetime or have to sit in this frog boiling water that we're in. All right. Do the work. Yeah. It's so worth it. I really promise. Thanks, Robin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.